to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that servant leadership is not a PD in a box. It's grounded in a purpose that is selfless and humble. And my guest today is the epitome of that. Meet Dr. Quisha Tillman, a former assistant principal of the year and now middle school principal in Cumberland County Schools in North Carolina. As you listen in, it will be easy to see why Dr. Tillman received such a prestigious award and how she's serving in her purpose. Let's get started. Principal Quisha Tillman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for your invitation. It's an honor to be with you this morning. Oh, it's an honor to be with you. I am so excited to hear about your leadership and talk about all the great things that you're doing at your site and prior to your site. But before we get too far into it, let's kick us off with you telling us more about you. Okay. I am a first-year principal. Very excited about that. I'm at 71st Classical Middle School, located in Fayetteville, North Carolina, under Cumberland County Schools. And we are one of five schools in North Carolina who has the honor of being a National Blue Ribbon School. So that's very exciting. Before I got there, I have been a six-year assistant principal at Lloyd E. Almond Elementary School in Fayetteville. Actually, the two schools are right by each other, Mm. side by side, which is interesting. I have had the honor of the past year being named Cumberland County's assistant principal of the year. Then um, maybe a couple of weeks later, going on to North Carolina's assistant principal of the year. And a few months later, going on to national assistant principal of the year. And I am beyond elated for all of these accolades. I have emerged myself in the county in which I work and I do um, outside mentoring. And so I just am so grateful to be acknowledged in that type of a flat uh, platform and on that level. Well, well well-deserved because we're going to talk about all the great things you did as an assistant principal. But first off, congratulations on all that you've accomplished. And that is exceptional. And when I started to read about you, I felt like, oh my gosh, I need to know this lady because she Mm -hmm. is doing incredible things. Before we dive into the the AP world and what you did to earn that recognition, I just Mm -hmm. want to ask you, how's first year principalship going? Well, it is building muscles. <laughs> it is building muscles. It's always interesting when you go into a new fam. I call it family environment, and they have to get to know you. You have to get to know them. And so we're going through that process right now. But I know I'm in a good environment. I know that um, all of my characteristics, attributes, my traits, it'll carry over. I am the same person. And so I still try strive for excellence. And I hope that my new family recognizes that in me. 
I love that you said that because that was one of the things that exuded through the words as I read about you and just what you stand for is that you seem very strong in who you are as a leader and what your purpose is every day. So if you were to articulate that to our listeners, what would you say is your purpose? Well, my purpose is to be an advocate for all. Students come first in my eyes. But at the same time, you cannot neglect the teachers. They are a very important piece to the puzzle and you need them. I think an effective leader understands that he or she cannot do it by themselves. And so you have to learn how to be a servant leader. You have to learn how to serve others and you have to be confident and true in your leadership. I love that. So. I want to talk about some of the things you did as an assistant principal that exemplified your purpose coming to life. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes, uh, this is a shout out for all the APs that are listening, it can feel hard when you are um, working towards someone else's vision sometimes. You are not the principal of that school, but you found a way to support your principal, but also bring your passions to life. And so Mm -hmm. I want to talk about a couple of those things. And a big part of you was you wanted to remove barriers for your kids. You wanted to give them access. So let's explore some of those things. And two in particular, I want to just dive deep into, and you can share other words, but I'm really fascinated about your pearls of virtue and men of courage. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then your social, emotional, and equity learning. So can we talk about the pearls of virtue and men of courage first? Absolutely. So mentoring is near and dear to my heart. I first started the pearls of virtue when I was an intern, administrative intern um, at one of the elementary schools in the county in which I work. And I had an influx. If Looking at the data at that time, we could see that we had a subgroup that was underperforming. Okay. So it really geared from that. We saw academics and behavior just plummeting in these subgroups. And so I took it upon myself to reach out to to the principal, my mentor, um, and ask him, look, hey, Mr. Tucker, I got an idea. Maybe this will kind of combat some of these behaviors and academic lows that we're seeing in the subgroup. Of course, I'll open up the mentoring to all students, but I want to provide an avenue in which they have autonomy to be themselves, to celebrate who they are. And maybe this will be a motivating factor for them when they come to school, they have something to look forward to, something fun and and just that motivational piece that kind of helped them propel to the next level. So mm-hmm. I started Pearls of Virtue for female uh, scholars at the elementary school. And I had, I think I started it in September of 2016. And from there, I had about 40 uh, female students who took interest and were there faithfully every month. Every time we had an event, they were there. We took the opportunity to do community service in different locations like nursing homes, hospitals, different places um, so that they can see some 
outside experience, outside of the school walls, speak to experienced individuals that are giving that real world content, you know, yeah. help them to understand, look, you got to do, you really got to um, do your work and perform and, and do the best you can each and every day because this could happen, that could happen. So they kind of helped on that mentoring aspect as well. And so each month we would pick a topic like self-love. Um, we would talk about um, just different life skills each month that they would get to participate in. And then towards the end of the year, we just celebrated being girls. We did mm. makeup sessions. We did many um, little mini Manny and Patty sessions, you know, self-care, you know, things that they can do on their own. And they didn't have to spend so much money to go to the nail salon, but show them ways that they can care for themselves even at home. And with parent permission, we were able to do so much. We we made sure that if they had any specific needs that they reached out to us, that we were able to get community partners to kind of help meet those needs. Like some were, you know, food driven. They needed different um I guess personal items, different things like that. And so through that mentoring program, it just just blew up to the fact that I just carried it everywhere and many in the county understand what and they know what Pearls of Virtue are, what that group means. And so I took it to Lloyd Almond where I served as assistant principal and the program grew and the kids, they looked forward to doing it so much so. I think it was my second year as an AP there that boys reached out and they was like, about to tell me, we want a group too. <laughs> We want we want a group where we can go and hang out and do, you know, and have fun with you. So I said, well, OK, um, I'm going to reach out to some male community partners and see if they can help us with that. And so that's when Men of Courage blossomed. And mm -hmm. so we had one of our church community partners to come out and be the lead on that aspect. So from there, they worked on life skills. They learned how to change tires. They learned mm -hmm. um, building skills like uh, carpentry, like many set learning sessions on carpentry. So they built walls and different aspects. They learned how to work with plywood and um, tools. And so with parent permission, they that um, program grew as well. And so I'm very proud to be the director over those programs at the time. And so now as principal, I still have kids from the elementary school reaching out to me. Are we going to do Pearls of Virtue? And so, yes, I'm just trying to find the time because I know that I'll take the lead because that is my baby. I'll take the lead on that. So I have kids still looking forward to that now. And so I'm excited because that just tells me that it was a prosperous program. It was substantial and it was very meaningful. Mm -hmm. So some logistical things as you're talking, because I'm thinking, how do I do this in my school? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about, was there a cost? Did, did this cost anything on, on the budget side of things? And then just how was your connection with approaching people to, to step in and help? What did, what did those pieces look like? Okay, so with the cost, the the main cost was their shirts. We had polo style shirts with our emblem, Pearls of Virtue on it. And so those, I think that shirt was the only cost that they had to really get parents to kind of, um, you know, pitch in and purchase. But for the most part, we had community partnerships. And this is nothing for me to go and ask somebody, look, we need help. 
I write, type out a nice little letter. We need some help. We have a mentoring program going on at this elementary school, and we would love for you to donate whatever it is that we needed. And so it's just a matter of getting out of there and asking, and we received. Um, I need. I know because of the number of girls that I was mentoring, I had to reach out to staff members and my sorority, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, one of the local chapters, to come in and help us facilitate all those girls. Mm. And so um, I think the largest largest group I had at the elementary school where I served as AP was about 35. And so managing 35 girls at that time, I needed some help, of course. And so I had a number of female and male staff members to kind of say, Dr. Tillman, hey, I'll help with Pearls of Virtue. I'll help with Men of Courage. And so from there, I just created lessons and activities. I had the um, other mentors to come in and facilitate a session so that I wouldn't have to do everything myself. So it's just delegating, getting those people in that's willing to help and make a difference and working it out that way. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now I want to talk about the social, emotional, and equity learning. Tell us about that, which you abbreviate as SEAL. SEAL, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyone who knows me, and I'm very excited about this too, knows that I am spiritually grounded. So I believe I'm a believer and there's no if, ands, buts about it. I took that approach. Um, I had a conversation with my mom and she referred to herself as a SEAL. She said she's a SEAL team for Christ, right? Mm. And I looked, I listened to her and I was like, oh, that's good. SEAL team? Because you know, SEAL team is the <laughs> yes. best of the bad, right? <laughs> So I took that same acronym and I used it for social and emotional and equity leadership. So SEAL is another baby of mine in which I created, I think, around my third year. It was during the COVID year where we wanted to reach out because of what we were dealing with during the pandemic. We had that distance. We had that disconnect with our scholars and our families. And so I wanted to create an opportunity where we can address that mental health aspect, that social and emotional disconnect that we had with our scholars. And so with the assistance of our student support services team, our counselors, social workers, school psychologists, our exceptional children's teacher, and admin, we created the SEAL team. Well, I created it and they helped facilitate. And what we did with SEAL, we provided little workshops with our scholars in which they would sign in on WebEx. That was one of the uh, virtual platforms that we used. And we would meet because as I stated, we started during the COVID year. We would meet online and we would talk about different topics like self-love, again, those life skills, um, what makes us different. Different. Why is it why is it a great thing to celebrate diversity and different cultures? And so we immersed into that. We had um, about I want to say the most participation we had was about 50 students at one time. And we invited parents to join in on the conversations. So we had parents in there at the same time. It was wonderful. And so once we end up coming back after the COVID year, we um, parlayed that into after school pro 
programs. And so we didn't have the doors of the school open to volunteers at that time or parents coming in because we were still under um, certain restrictions. But we had the opportunity for scholars to meet, discuss the concerns. We were able to receive donations as a SEAL team for calming corners in which different classrooms or every classroom was gifted um, different resources and tools in which scholars can take that brain break if they need it, go to that designated area in their classroom, utilize whatever resources they had available to just calm down and redirect and self-reflect and then go back to participating in their assignments with the whole class. So I am very proud about that. We received several um, highlights with the county, uh, with our equity department, with our student support services team for the county with this initiative. That is incredible. I can't even imagine where you found the time to do all of these incredible things for your scholars. But just even hearing about it, I can feel the impact it had on your culture across campus. So kudos to you for for those amazing pieces. It is no doubt why you were recognized for the work that you were doing. As you reflect on your work as an assistant principal, and now you're transitioning to this role of principal, what would you say, What's what type of leader are you? Oh, that's very good. Um, I just have to preface this answer with saying, although I work through, I mean, I execute, these ideas does not come from me. I just mm. got to say that. I get ideas and I have to have a notebook beside my bed and I have to write ideas because I believe that the father gives them to me and I just go with them and execute. So the leader that I am now, I know that I have been given a task because I pray for this for so long. Lord, if it's for me to be a principal, let me be a principal. Let me lead with excellence. Let me be pleasing in your sight. So he has given me a directive and a goal to um, attain with the school that I'm at. And the school that I'm at, I told you, is National Blue Ribbon. And we are a B school. And so the goal this year is get to A. We are only nine points away from that. Nine school performance grade points away from that. And so I have a clear vision that was given to me this summer. And I have conveyed that vision through our school improvement plan. I have discussed it in depth with our staff. And so the type of leader I am, I have the goal. I've been given the vision. I'm going to execute by any means necessary. So I lead with love and I don't mind serving. Mm. I go around my campus. I clean up. I will go in the cafeteria. I told my cafeteria staff if they ever needed me, I'd give me a hairnet. I'm going in there and Absolutely. I'm going to pass by whatever you need. I believe in doing whatever it takes. I don't believe in just pointing fingers, but I'm a doer. And I think that's why I have been so prosperous because I don't mind giving my hands dirty. I don't mind doing what I ask of others. And you you won't find anybody who's going to work harder than than I am. I'm going to work as hard as you. If I'm giving you a task, please believe I got three tasks to do on top of what I'm giving you. So I am about action. It's not a whole lot of words. I mean, I like to talk. Don't get me wrong. I'm a talker. <laughs> but I um, 
am I'm action based and action oriented. So if I'm going to ask you to do it, please believe I'm doing it too. Mm. I love it. And I feel like every, every minute we've spent together so far in this time, that is so clear. It is evident because it's um, not just the words, it's the actions and you have followed through on that. So Dr. Tillman, I have a question for you. So as an award-winning VP, AP, right? As an award-winning AP, don't you love the sound of that? God knows I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Thank you. Thank you. So what advice would you give to new assistant principals just starting their journey? Right. The first thing I would say is to get into the position, observe, see what needs to be done in your building, see what the holes or the gaps are. And that should inspire you to take initiative and go forth and do what needs to be done. I never believed in waiting to be told there's something that needs to be done no matter where you are. So you take initiative. What you should do, the proper way to do, you go to your principal, look, hey, I see something that needs to be done. I see a task that's open. I see a gap. Do you mind if I go and take the initiative to do and just execute? I believe that's the best and most tasteful way to go about it. Because what you don't want to do, it seems as though you're stepping on toes. But the the thing of it to know is there's something always to be done. I wouldn't, my a second piece of advice would be not to just stay within the, what is the four realms of the assistant principal duty, your buses, behavior, uh, books, and uh, what I said, buses, behavior, and books, those three, excuse me, three realms of AP. Now, we got to go on above and beyond just those three aspects because there's so much that needs to be done. And my eyes are opened, and it has been open when I was working with my former principal and saw all the tasks that she had to do. And so I just delved in, hey, what can I do? Because I knew by helping her, that was an opportunity for me to learn what her job entailed. So now as a principal, the things that I helped her with, I'm able to see and already have experience with. So it's not a big learning curve for me. So you just get in there, do the work because there's something that needs to be done. Oh, that was fire. I feel like if I'm an assistant principal and I'm listening or I want to be one, I'm going to hit rewind on that and I'm going to listen to all of that again. That was spot on. Quisha, thank you so much for that. So we're going to wrap up with our fast five. So these are just some questions for our audience to get to know you on a more personal level. And we have a little fun. So one Mm -hmm. word or sentence that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Favorite leadership book. How can I lead my school? Um, Doctor, what is it? Um, Principal Kefele. Mm. I think that is it. I have several of his books and, and you would be surprised. I can't even remember the name, but the, all of his books are great. But I think books. you're you're thinking of um, is my school better because you because of, I that's lead it. I think them. that's the name of it. <laughs> that's one of them. Yes. Yeah. He's excellent. All of his 50 question books are amazing. All, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Favorite app. Right now is the Remind app. (laughs) It is a tool that I use to communicate to my family, my um, school families, the staff and the uh, parents, communities. Yes. Best Amazon find for work. 
Oh my goodness. The best Amazon find is the wrist the wrist rest. The I think it's the mouse pad rest and the cup. I think it's a little cup, um, little cup pad. It's a trio set. It is a lifesaver with all the typing mm. that I'm doing. Yeah. And it comes okay. with scriptures on it. So yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Favorite song to put you in a good mood. Oh my goodness. I listen to Reverend Timothy Wright uh, for the rest of my life. It's a gospel song. It's very old school, but it gets me hype, like DMX hype. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that connection. All right. All right. So this one's an interesting question because you are in your first year principal mm-hmm. self. So I'll let you pick either one tip you would tell your first year principal self or assistant principal self. Okay. So I go with assistant principal self. The first tip would be take ownership of the school. It's not just the principal, but it's yours too. And so you act accordingly. First yourself as a principal. Don't try to conquer the world in one year. Chunk it and be yourself. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. All right, Dr. Tillman, if listeners want to connect with you, how or where should they do so? I am a Twitter fanatic. You will catch me tweeting almost every other day. So I am available at advocate underscore one. That is my Twitter handle. And I am available through LinkedIn, Dr. Quisha Tillman. And of course, by email, Dr. Q Tillman one at gmail.com. Oh, Dr. Tillman, thank you so much for this time today. I am inspired by you. I feel like I need to go do some action right now. (laughs) So thank you so much for all you do for your scholars and your community. Thank you. And thank you again for having me. It's an honor. It really is. Dr. Tillman, thank you for all you do. You are a real servant leader and your scholars and staff are so lucky to have you. To our listeners, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or on social media. We know that sharing is caring, and it really does mean so much to me. Thank you for spending this time with me. Until next time, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast.